Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connection, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? that for the past two weeks, I haven't published a new episode. The reason being is I was in my own back to basic break in Sicily with my family and it was amazing. As you probably know, since I started the podcast two and a half years ago, I really stopped publishing only for a few weeks during the summer. And this is something that I struggle with because I don't like to stop publishing, but at the same time, I have to practice what I preach. So if I preach taking time, if I preach uh, reconnecting to yourself, it also means doing it myself, right? And while you can tape the episodes ahead of time, um, they still a lot of work. You still have to be engaged mentally and what are you going to be publishing while you're away and, and planning and all that good stuff. So yeah, for two weeks I didn't publish and I have to say it felt good, although I missed doing it. And so today we are episode 116, still can barely believe it. And I haven't done an, a solo episode since episode 89 at the beginning of 2021 when I share my inaugurational uh, thoughts. And I might have said this before or not, but I'll let you in on a little secret. When I started doing the podcast, one of the things that scared me the most was how am I going to get guests every single week? to post right so once I went through my first 10 because the course I did on podcasting suggested that pick 10 people going from the ones you know the number one the easiest one for you to get someone that's not going to say no for you to interview them and then number 10 being like the most impossible person you could think of and um, so you know I did that and of course, I didn't get to my number 10 until number 100, which you probably know, which was Seth Godin. That was like my number 10, like the impossible to get. And I was so happy when he said yes to come to the show. But the truth of the matter is that once you get going, things start to happen and people start noticing. And then you get other ideas and you have other conversations and you say, hmm, this person would be a great guest. And that's kind of the path I've been. But the first time I encountered the problem of being without a guest was uh, on my 20th episode and I really wanted to publish. I didn't know who to invite and then it dawned on me that, you know, I have some interesting thoughts to share and uh, while I host the show, as you know, I let, I let the guest do most of the talking. So I had this idea of doing a solo episode and to my surprise, it's uh, one of the best ranked episodes ever, that first uh, episode that I did alone. I did several others, but episode 20 somehow resonated. And so this is now what I do when I have something interesting to say or when I don't have any other guest on the show. Now, luckily for me, the tide turned in such a way that I am getting so many guest requests. I, I can 
barely even chase people anymore. Like I'm so lucky and so blessed that, you know, the word's out and I get emails and, and people introducing me to people that they would love to be in the show. So I'm so excited about that. So I have to proudly say the time has come where, where I'm not doing this because I don't have anybody else to come on the show, but because I want to. I wanted to spend half an hour with you, um, sharing with you what's been up with me, sharing with you about my summer and, um, and a, an interesting reflection I had uh, during my time in Sicily. So after uh, over a year of not getting on a plane like many of you, I decided to accompany my parents who are not, um, you know, the youngest of people uh, to Sicily to visit their family. One of the things my dad wanted to do the most was to visit his siblings. So for me, going to Sicily, uh, it's a tradition. It's something I've done since I was born. Every summer I was uh, so lucky and blessed that my parents could take us. And so when I'm there, I truly, I feel home. And this is kind of what I wanted to share with you because I was having dinner with the family and there was a distant cousin with his wife with whom I don't spend a lot of time with. And so as uh, we were chatting, my kids were talking to me in English. I was telling um, my mom something in Spanish. And of course, everybody was speaking I Italian and uh, so, you know, the wife, my cousin's wife asked me, where do you feel home? Where is home for you? And while I've heard that many questions before during my lifetime, this time it hit me a little different because I knew the day after that dinner, I was going to celebrate my 25th year in the United States. And so, yeah, that's, that's definitely a big milestone. I came to the States when I was 22 to pursue my master's degree. And so a few years back, I remember saying, I have now lived more time in the United States than back home in Venezuela. And that's, you know, for anybody out there that has immigrated, that, that hits you in a special way. So yeah, 25 is a big milestone, quarter of a century. But uh, I remember when that time lived in my country is now less than the time I have lived somewhere else um, impacted me particularly. And so I basically am a melting pot of ideas and emotions during this time because I admit it, I don't have a straightforward way to tell you where do I feel my home. And so I decided to share a little bit of my own back to basic story on my upbringing and um, how everything has been intertwined and I share it a few weeks back on my Monday motivational blog which you know I'm gonna give it a little plug into my own podcast if you haven't checked my Monday's blog you can subscribe for it on my webpage leticialatino.com but here's the deal you know most of you if you follow the podcast you've heard this before but the short version is my parents who are Sicilian immigrated to Venezuela right after they got married in 1969. Granted, my dad had been there already back and forth from Venezuela to Italy for 10 years or plus uh, at that time. But in any case, they settled as a newlywed couple in, in Caracas and my mom didn't speak the language. She didn't know anybody. And there was only my dad's sister and her husband living in Caracas. So we all throughout my upbringing, I only had one aunt that I adore, of course. Um, unfortunately, she, she's gone, but uh, 
but yeah, I had one family member to hold on to. I didn't have the chance to meet uh, any of my grandfathers because they passed before I was born. And then my mother's mom was afraid of flying, so she never, ever, ever got on a plane, much less came to Venezuela to visit us. Um, and my paternal grandmother, she was courageous, so she came three times to visit us. And so it was kind of a lonely upbringing, a little bit strange. We didn't have big families around. Uh, we have a huge circle of friends, Italian immigrants for the most part, like us, that were kind of in the same situation. So we became our, you know, life family, as I speak. And But that's why my dad and my mom were very clear. Every summer when we were out of school, they would take us to Sicily and we would spend, you know, two to three months as much as my dad could you know step aside from the office uh, in Sicily and and that was fantastic because like this year uh, that's the only place where I can sit with 20 people in a, on a table that are actually direct family to me that's the only place I can do it and that's why it has a very very special place in my heart now if you're an immigrant yourself what I'm gonna say next is not gonna surprise you when you leave your country, it will never be the same for you, no matter how quickly you return to it after you left. It's done. Whatever memories, whatever things you used to do, they're going to change somehow, and you are going to change. The biggest problem you will face is you're going to start not being happy at in your, you know, your place of origin after you left. And this happened to my parents when they left Italy. Um, they always say maybe we'll come back and then they never did and even in incredible difficult situations in Venezuela they say this is a country that welcomed us that gave us you know a place to raise our family that thank God provided my dad with opportunities to create his own company successfully and to give him a standard of living that he could have never dreamt of and they feel so loyal about it that even now when Venezuela probably is ranked one of the worst places to live and they're at the end of their lives, they feel that to leave it at this point would be a betrayal. And what's even more incredible is that when they're in Sicily with their family, in their home, in the land that saw them being born, they say, we love it, but only for vacation. There's no way on earth we can live here. And uh, so this is, you know, the challenges and the struggles that immigrants face. And that's why a lot of people, you know, struggle to say, is home a place or is home a feeling or how do I really feel home? And I think that part of what gives you that feeling is, you know, perpetuating your own culture, your own tradition. So in my case, what my parents did in Venezuela was to put us in a bubble where all the culture that we were, you know, being raised with, the traditions, um, they were Italian. The food, my mom doesn't know how to cook Venezuelan food, very little things, maybe plantains, arepas, there's no way. I mean, she does a version of arepas that are really good, but they're not the real thing. And unfortunately, that's the one I learned. And, um, and so when I was growing up, in my country where I was born, a country I adore, all my friends in school were calling me Mafi because my parents, unfortunate Sicilian heritage, always get confused with the mafia and, and the idea that you cannot be Sicilian and not be a mafioso, uh, it's, uh, I don't know, hard to grasp for some people. 
uh, but that's a whole different podcast in itself and um so and then when we went to italy we were the americans so we were in a way kind of reverse bullied or reverse excluded somehow we really weren't the same thing as the place we were and so i grew up always with that um dynamic and when people ask me even now where are you from it's a very simple question i'm venezuelan i was born there but i feel always the need to explain that my parents are italian because as much as I love my country, there are things that I cannot relate to because that's not how I was raised. That's not what I used to do, et cetera, et cetera. So I have a funny story. I remember having lunch once at home and um, I was having white rice. Uh, I don't know, white rice with steak or something. And my for, for an Italian, you see, you have to understand rice. It's not something you eat next to something else. A risotto is a main dish on its own. So for Italians, it's very, very hard to uh, grasp that you would uh, eat rice with another thing. So my dad saw me eating that, which my mom used to make frequently, I have to say. And he would say, you're eating like a Venezuelan. And there was something in the way he said it that hit me because my dad loves Venezuela more than anybody. But it's just something that he saw and he realized, oh, my God, my kids are really not like me. They are something different. And I, that story always stuck with me, and I could not understand where he came from. Until I saw my son Christian, probably at three or four years old, recite the Pledge of Allegiance to the American flag. And so, pause here for a moment. Yes, I have two American kids. They were born in Florida. And so here I am, fast forward many, many, many more years later after my Venezuelan rice experience. And I'm looking at my son recite allegiance to the flag of a country that is not mine. And it was the weirdest thing. It was almost like I wanted to stop him and say, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. You're not American. And then I caught myself and I say, oh, my God, this is what my dad felt. The thing in the world where you can say this is mine, it came from me, and of course your better half, is your kids. And so when you become aware that technically their home is different than yours, that what you call home, if you were to describe home by the place where you were born or the place where you would live the most or whatever it is, it's there's always going to be conflict. And that's where I think the concept of home becomes something different. Mind you, when I wrote the blog, some people say, well, you know, this is fantastic. You made me think about things I never thought because I was born and raised in the same city I currently live. My kids live here, so I never even consider any of the things you're sharing with me. And so I, I was happy that it brought some perspective to people. And at the same time, you know, a little jealous of not even having to have that conflict. Like home is a clear place and a clear feeling is where your family is, is where you feel that you belong completely, if that's even possible. So in my case, things got even more complicated when I married my Dutch husband to give birth to two American kids. And so no, dear cousin, I don't have a simple, straightforward answer to where is home. But I have to really thank you because you forced me to really look into it and, and come to terms with how I feel. And so 
After careful thought with a Prosecco in hand in a beautiful Sicilian night, I asked my heart and this is the answer it gave me. Venezuela is me, where I was born and raised and where the seeds started to grow. No matter how bad the situation is, I will always proudly say I am Venezuelan and I will continue to fight with every inch of my soul for the day where we see it shine again. In 25 years I have lived in the United States, I have voted in every single election my country has held, sometimes even flying to New Orleans, I did it twice, just to vote and come back, unfortunately not with the desire, expectation, or marching at a protest where people were being killed. It really has forced me to forget about me and to think about the collective. That's one of the things being Venezuelan means. Now, Italy is my family, where we come from and the roots of the tree. I am so proud of understanding intimately the place where my parents are from, to understand all the challenges that they have to overcome year after year and the hardship of being an immigrant and even being called a foreigner in their own land. The United States of America is my kids and the family, me and my husband, work so hard to grow and nurture each and every day. When I think about my experience of 25 years living here in the United States, I think that it has been the most welcoming host one can imagine. Yes, many visa meetings, many status changes, but I ha was never here for a visa. I was here to study and then life happened. And, and you know, this is a country that is very trusting, that is very open, even if people don't think so. The country gets difficult when you lie to it, when you try to do things that you're not supposed to be doing. But I'm telling you, I'm a great example of you know, just going with the flow, doing what you need to do, sometimes make sacrifices. I miss weddings and family events because I couldn't fly to remain in my legal status. And But you, you do what you need to do in times like that. And so I really cannot think of a better country that can sell you and deliver on the idea that the American dream is possible. If you work hard, do things right, this is a land of opportunity. And for that, I'm very grateful. It has been a fantastic place to start a family, a fantastic place to develop my professional career. And yeah, it's true that you never feel quite at home when your accent gives away that you are not from here or where the stories that people share uh, about when they were kids, you cannot relate to. You didn't watch the same TV shows. You, you, you don't know that culture. Um, and so there's always an aspect of it that it's a little bit alienated. But, you know, as I wrote my blog and as I made these reflections, I came to the realization that home is actually the journey. It's not the destination. It's really the journey we undertake during our life. I realized that regardless of what country I may actually be, I feel at home if I'm with good friends if I'm maybe listening to my favorite band, if I see my kids having fun or just visiting a place that wows me. I feel at home doing this podcast and sharing these intimate memories or experiences with you. And while I cannot see you, I just feel the connection and I hope you feel the same way too. 
and I'm motivated to keep doing it no matter how many people ask me why do I do it and I also don't have a good answer for that one just like when they ask me where's home and I don't know so I just want to end this uh, special episode thanking you for your loyalty for your support your emails mean so much your reviews mean so much and um, I'm just going to keep having fun and looking for the most inspiring guests I can find because I know that maybe an episode doesn't resonate, but another does. And I'm interviewing so many people from all walks of life. And uh, I hope that you are finding the wisdom they're sharing, their own journeys, inspiring. I hope to create a community where we support each other, where we help each other, where we grow with each other. So all I have to say is thanks for listening about my little reflection on where home is. And uh, I'm excited about this new season of Back to Basics. And I thank you so much for your support. And uh, I will see you next week with a new episode of Back to Basics. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Back to Basics. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite streaming platforms. This is the best gift you can give us. Join me next week for another Back to Basics conversation. And if you want to find out about other exciting things I'm working on, visit LeticiaLatino.com. Thank you and until the next time.